Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. I'm solid to the grave, never change me and my son of rain. It gets wet when we hang. I'm solid, could touch the blue part. Welcome to Sportfire, the sports comedy podcast that traded up to three in the NFL draft but has no idea what to do next. I'm your host, Adam Weiner, and make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, locked in Kyle Pitts' meaty hands, and on Nick Bosa and Mac Jones' secret anti-Obama message board, Niners Newsmax. Give us a five-star review if you like the content, and if you don't, give Bill Simmons a one-star review because I stole his idea to have a podcast and this is all his fault. Big show coming up. I talked to comedian Steve Hofstetter and AFC Richmond head coach Ted Lasso. But first, let's take a quick trip through the headlines. The Academy Awards were this past Sunday. Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor despite not showing up to the ceremony. Wait, you can win a title even if you never show up, said the New York Yankees. Madison Bumgarner threw a seven-inning no-hitter this week, but according to MLB rules, it didn't officially count because he's on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Not the major leagues. Nice try, Bumgarner. Fernando Tatis Jr. covered one eye while rounding the bases after homering off Trevor Bauer, referencing Bauer's spring training hijinks. For revenge, Bauer donated $10,000 to a Senate candidate who wants to deport Tatis' family. Bauer's conservative, so usually he's a big fan of the one-eyed man who taunts people. Colorado Rockies GM Jeff Breidich resigned his position on Monday, or as Breidich prefers to call it, he traded a job for nothing in return. When asked about Jimmy Garoppolo's job security, 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan said, quote, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday. Continued Shanahan, whoops, sorry, that's, uh, that's morbid. I meant I can guarantee my ex-wife will be dead by Sunday. As of Wednesday, the 49ers weren't sure which quarterback to select third overall after trading a package of picks to get there. That's like taking $300,000 out of the bank and then being like, okay, cool, now I gotta figure out what to do with this. 10 NBA referees are currently sidelined dealing with COVID-19 issues. At least they think it's COVID, but they're gonna review it for a full 20 minutes. The Pioneer League and MLB Partner League will replace extra innings with a home run derby in 2021 as opposed to Major League Baseball, which has experimented with a home run derby instead of baseball. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred claims NBA Commission Adam Silver told him to stop talking about pace of game because baseball's pace of game is perfect for sports betting. You're damn right, said Pete Rose through a heater. And by heater, did I mean Rose is ripping a cigarette or did I mean he's trying to sneak back into a dugout through a vent? The eternal question. UEFA President Alexander Seferin said all 12 teams that intended to join the Super League will face punishment. That punishment? They have to keep playing soccer. The 2021 Kentucky Derby is this Saturday. It's been a while since things have been normal, so just in case you don't remember, the horses go under the people. NCAA President Mark Emmert was given an extension through 2025. To further rub it into his players' faces, he also sanctioned the release of EA Sports' Mark Emmert 2K21. 
Conor McGregor sold his whiskey brand Proper Number 12 for $600 million. If you've never tried Proper Number 12, it's the whiskey that used to have a much stronger kick six years ago. This episode of Sportfire is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. That's why they start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to serve millions of customers worldwide. We're offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE15 at earthechofoods.com slash minutemedia. That's MINUTE15, the code at earthechofoods.com slash minutemedia. And now, to sort out all the drama occurring at all levels of European soccer, we went straight to the source and spoke with Coach Ted Lasso. Global soccer was hit with a life-altering curveball this past week when ownership of most of the world's highest earners floated a Super League concept that would drastically cut funding for most of Europe's smaller teams, potentially eliminating them entirely. It fell apart at the last minute, but perhaps this was just a test run for a future proposal? One of the men who would have been most affected by this new league is AFC Richmond head coach Ted Lasso, who was kind enough to join us today. Coach Lasso, talk us through this emotional whirlwind. Well, whirlwind is right, Adam. I felt like Dorothy at the beginning of The Wizard of Oz, except the falling house curled my toes. Sorry, that, that might have been insensitive. You, you've never had a house kill a relative, have you, Adam? Can't say that I have. Whew. Like Meryl Streep will hopefully say to Glenn at the Oscars one day, that was a close one. Not for Hillbilly Elegy, though. That movie was further below average than Juno in January. Nice witticisms, man. So, your appeal is mainly as a soccer bumpkin. No offense. Oh, none taken. So, did anyone brief you on the Super League before it was announced? Did you know this was coming? Well, no. No, I didn't. And if I had known about it, I can tell you I would have written a very strongly worded letter, and I would have tucked it right in between the Hardy Boys novels on my bookshelf, because that is not my business. So you wouldn't have tried to put a stop to all this? Adam, big business isn't my forte. Okay, the most profit I've ever made was when I accidentally forgot to hand off the metal money box to the Girl Scouts when I took my afternoon cat nap. God, you're the best. You're like a folksy family guy. But I knew Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man City would eventually come around to their senses. You can't take this beautiful game and let the super rich control it. I mean, what is this, American baseball? Or American basketball? Or American football? Really, any of the American ones. Wow, that really does not reflect well. Sorry, guys. Do not apologize. You are quite possibly the person least responsible for American excess. <laughs> well, me and Jimmy Carter. I, uh, I assume you've spoken to the guys. Uh, what's the mood inside the AFC Richmond locker room like right now? Well, you know, it's subdued but excited. You know, because there was a moment there where it looked like everything was clattering down around us like a house of cards. An unsturdy one, not one of the ones that, you know, are structurally sound, like the kind Jimmy Carter builds. Roy Kent got up in front of the whole team, and he made a speech that would have made Freddy Krueger shed his sweater. <laughs> he basically said that win or lose, relegation or championship, club soccer's about something bigger. You know, it's about building bonds with each other, sharing the kinds of meaningful experiences that bring a community closer together. 
so we can all appreciate each other just a little bit more. I believe that. Uh, wow. Um, um, I, uh, <laughs> I believe it too. Man, did I, did I get you crying with that? Just a vague retelling of someone else's speech? I'm so sorry. I have an awesome power. My greatest fear is that I may someday hurt the ones I love with a quip or an anecdote that's just too perfect for this world. That is also one of my fears. Um, so, uh, so do you feel like the worst is over? Are you settled now and, and ready to get back to making AFC Richmond the best club they can be? Well, I don't know if I'd say I feel settled yet. I mean, all the teams pulled out, sure, but as we all know, the pullout method isn't 100% effective. You know, those tycoons floated their plan, they heard the backlash, and they backed off. It wasn't a good float, like a raft in a lazy river. It was a bad float, like the sewer clown from It. That's why I'm proud to announce that I have an alternative plan, in case the Super League ever gets brought up again. Oh, really? Yeah, us lower-level teams are forming something we call the Justice League. Sort of a reverse Super League that's based on teamwork. If you lose a lot, well, you're going to get relegated. But you also get biscuits. And if you win, well, you can count on getting some celebratory biscuits. Kind of a lose-win mixed with your classic win-win mixed with biscuits. I love that idea. I mean, we can't reward losing, but we can give you just a little treat for losing. But remember, it's all in good fun. I mean... There is no place for purposeful tanking in global soccer. I'm living proof of that. Remember that's why Rebecca hired me? Oh, yeah, right. I don't mean to get all political on here, but darn it, trying your best just feels good. Sorry if that's controversial. I don't want to get canceled. Unless I deserve it. In which case, I'll just quiet myself down. <laughs> you're, you're good, coach. You're right. Trying hard definitely feels good. Don't you forget it. You try to tank, you're going to get yourself one hell of an inspiring pep talk courtesy of your favorite American coach. Well, I think we all agree we could all use a Ted Lasso pep talk. Oh, I meant Jimmy Johnson, but yeah, heck, I'm happy to do it. Coach Ted Lasso, everybody. Thanks for saving my job, Chelsea. Ted Lasso himself, everybody. Inspiring words from the only good American. And speaking of inspiring, the NFL Draft is on Thursday night, and we here at Sportfire got exclusive access to Mel Kuyper Jr.'s final mock draft ahead of the big event. Uh, oh, sorry, I, uh, I I read that wrong. This is a this is a mocking draft where Mel Kuyper Jr. just roasts all the draft picks. I guess. All right, I uh, I'm happy to play the tape anyway. Take it away, Mel. Piper Jr. and this is my final mocking draft before the big night on Thursday. Now I've been doing my research for months, I'm fully prepped and completely gassed up on pumpkin pie filling and cheeseless pizza, so let's get rowdy. NFL draft prospects, you're all a bunch of clowns. Trevor Lawrence is going first overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars, but his hair is going to stick out in that city like a high school degree. I have Zach Wilson going second to New York on my big board, but I'm big bored of decade after decade of terrible quarterbacks with the Jets. Well, this time, they've surely found the solution. A blonde Mormon who majored in construction management. That's the guy. Mac Jones at number three to the 49ers. If you squint, you can see an NFL quarterback here because he's white and tall. All right, who's next? Who wants some? Kypie's on a roll. I'm sick of all you people, and I'm going to tell you about it. Oh, the Atlanta Falcons. I love it. Oh, I love it. They're going to take Kyle Pitts, or they're going to trade Julio Jones for the 47th overall pick. Whatever they do, it's somehow going to benefit the Patriots. Oh yeah, the Pats. They're going to get Justin Fields, the best quarterback in the entire draft. And they're going to get him in like the eighth round. 
they're gonna invent the eighth round and then get him there. But Fields, just because I like you, doesn't mean I like you like you. You have a chance to be the best quarterback in Ohio State history. As of now, it's Maurice Claret. Because every time I put a dollar in his cup, he gives me a quarterback. Boom! Oh yeah, that's a good one. Claret, taste it. Could've gone with Troy Smith, didn't. I'm sending Jalen Waddle to the Giants, the only player named after how he ran during the national championship game. I haven't seen a foot that broken since Bill Walton tried to fit into a soul cycle shoe. Jamar Chase opted out of playing college football, and now he's opting out of playing in the NFL too, because I'm sending him to the Bengals. And Devontae Smith, don't let anybody tell you you're too small to play professional football. You should know that already without anyone having to tell it to you. Anybody else? Nobody? There's seven prospects in this draft and I hate them all. Uh oh, the offensive linemen. Those gigantic grizzly bears have it bad enough already. Not Penne's fault. Get it? Like from Lost, not Penne's boat. Oh wait, Aziz Ojolari's here? Didn't he get canceled on that babe.com thing? And as always, I'd like to close my final mocking draft by roasting Todd McShay. Sup hot toddy. Breaking news, looks like your wife traded up. To me, that's a move you simply gotta make, Todd. You have no lateral quickness. You have no verticality. You have no wingspan. Your tiny hands couldn't grip a bick for babies. A monkey throwing its stool at the wall has a better chance of nailing the dolphin's pick. I love you like a brother, but you're a turd in a suit. Okay, Kuiper out. I've had enough of you bozos. I look like a villain with a big brain from a cartoon about math problems. Okay, who wrote that? McShay? McShay? No burns, McShay. I don't come to where you work and slap the terrible opinions out of your mouth. Goodbye. See you in 2022. I don't need this. I don't need this. I'm going to get on a motorcycle. Yeah, that's right. Mel Kuyper Jr. on a motorcycle. Picture it. Mel Kuyper Jr.'s vicious final mock draft, everybody. He was truly mean to those unpaid college students. Mark Emmert, the blood is on your hands. Okay, now let's get serious. I got a chance to speak this week with comedian Steve Hofstetter, a regular on MLB Network, FS1's baseball coverage, and we talked about his beloved New York Mets, both of yesterday and today. His least favorite Met of all time story. It's a doozy, and it's also kind of exactly what you'd expect. Let's get into it. So, Steve, I do want to talk to you about your Mets today, um, both yes. your, your history with the team and what we've seen so far this year. Let's start off with just a little primer. What was your relationship with the Mets like growing up? You know, did you have a childhood hero? Like what hooked you to the game of baseball and the Mets specifically? Well, you know, I was I was sentenced to be a Mets fan by my family. Um, I mean, this is, you know, you don't you don't choose to be a Mets fan. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then I see someone post on social media and they'll be like, hey, I'm thinking about becoming a Mets fan. And I'm like, all right, we're happy to have you. But this is weird. <laughs> um, I, I think the first time I remember, like I say, I've been a fan since I was four. Cause that was the first time I remember actively trying to watch the Mets. I was at a friend's house and they were a Yankees family and they turned on the Yankees and I asked them if they could turn it to the Mets. And I think that counts. So that was, you know, when I was as young as four and then growing up, it was fun to watch the Mets. They were winning the world series. You know, I was seven when they won the world series and uh, I didn't really understand how much cocaine went into it because <laughs> I was a kid, but uh, you know, I, I grew up as a, I grew up watching good Mets teams and it wasn't until it was too late for me that they became horrible. Like I was already 14 in 93. Yeah. The Anthony young season, all that good stuff. Oh, I went to four of his losses during that streak. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, including one that I think he lost one nothing. Like he picked a really good game, <laughs> and he still lost. It was uh, that was that was awful. Yeah, that's the worst of the worst. I mean, so you grew up with the cocaine fueled Mets. Uh, do you have an all time favorite Met, and do you have an all time least favorite Met? Yeah. So my favorite Met as a kid was Greg Jeffries. I used to wear his uniform number in Little League. Um, and through happenstance and a project I was working on, I've actually become good friends with him, which is just such a weird, like thing in my adult life. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah. And, and so I've gotten to talk to him about those, those times and, you know, behind the scenes of those teams and my least favorite met who I liked as a kid, but you know, the older I got and the more I saw who he is as a person, um, Lenny Dykstra, mm-hmm. like the, the same thing that made me enjoy how he played the game, um, in terms of, you know, the running into walls and etc. Well, it takes an idiot to run into walls. And so <laughs> as it turns out, he's an idiot. And, uh, we actually got into it on Twitter, um, where he was dumb enough to, I was talking, I made some joke about him to my brother's wife. And then Lenny Dykstra like saw it and chimed in and like said some really nasty stuff, including about how, oh, he was going to go have sex with my wife. And I'm like, that's my sister, you idiot. Like, yeah, we have the same last name. That doesn't mean, oh, God, where do I even start? And so it's it's a complicated relationship but he's an idiot (laughs) yeah i i i kind of theorized you might say dykstra and i personally muted him this week it was this week that i finally was like you know what why am i doing this so let's let's talk current mets real quick um so far so weird for the team this is probably a contender we think but a couple of defensive lapses some classic like inability to hit with runners in scoring position things that fans of good teams get mad at what have you seen that you've liked so far and maybe that you haven't liked so much from the 2021 Steve Cohen Mets? Um, I think that something that, you know, something that I haven't liked is like, we need the, we need the hitting. <laughs> like yeah. the, the, the bats need to wake up. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on with Conforto, with McNeil, with, you know, with guys that we've really come to trust, hit even Lindor, you know? Um, but the fact that we're still winning with anemic hitting is kind of incredible. The, the pitching has been great. The defense has for the most part been good. Um, you know, we've been winning games with pitching and defense. DeGrom is the best pitcher in the major leagues mm-hmm. and <coughs> excuse me, we're supposed to be a hitting team. So if the bats can wake up, it'll be unstoppable. Were you on board with both the Lindor trade and the extension? One of the two. I mean, are you all in on Lindor? Um, I am. He's a fantastic player. I think any player that goes to a new city, you know, can need some adjustment. It's a new city. It's a new league. Um, It's going to take some time. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. But I mean, like you said, it's a high priced team. And when it's these early days, you know, the struggles are more magnified. Um, You mentioned DeGrom, though. I can't just move along. I feel like we have to take the dig of DeGrom appreciation corner. People understand he's the best pitcher in baseball. But are we appreciating Jacob DeGrom enough for what he's doing right now? 
I mean, he's the best hitter on the team right now. <laughs> the, the, the dude is hitting 500, knocking his own run support. Um, he is so good. And, and I got to say, like, in, you know, in 2015, when we had Harvey and, Sind- and Syndergaard and DeGrom, I think most people saw DeGrom as the number three, which is nuts considering how it's evolved. Um, I actually, the, the thing I will stand by the most is during the 2015 season, I was advocating trading Harvey and people thought I was crazy. And I was saying, I didn't think he was going to, you know, become what he's become, but I, I thought that there was no way Harvey was going to resign with the Mets and they may as well get as much value for him as they could. And man, do I wish that they traded him. Yeah, especially, I mean, the Yankees faced him tonight in Baltimore as part of his redemption tour, which is a confusing sentence. I don't think any of us expected a couple of years ago. Um, But baseball in 2021 has been a little different than what we're used to and what we grew up with. Um, Have any of MLB's recent rule changes affected the way you've enjoyed 2021 baseball? No. um, You know, I mean, the the extra innings thing is a little weird, um, but also like, I'm so baseball deprived last year. I didn't really watch because I just found it to all be so irresponsible. Mm-hmm. It was really, really difficult to get into sports last year when, you know, when you've got teams and, and, you know, major league baseball didn't have anyone there until the playoffs. And then they did. And they had 30, 40,000 people at a game. And I was like, what are you doing? Also, why are you risking the health of the, you know, the, the people who entertain us the most, please. <laughs> I hope not, you know, and, and you saw the quotes from Freddie Freeman where he basically was like, yeah, I got COVID. Yeah, I got over it. I don't recommend it to anybody. It was horrible. And I'm also really, really hoping that the lasting effects don't hurt these guys. You know, I, I have a friend who had blood clots for six months. I very, very much hope that last year, didn't damage anything and because of that it was hard for me to watch so this year i don't i don't even i mean i'm i'm not gonna say i wouldn't care if there was a designated hitter in the national league because i really would but Mm -hmm. like even that as long as baseball is back in a way that i can watch it again i'm just like "Eh, i'm just happy to see it yeah i'm personally in the same boat Um, i will leave you with this you are known as a comedian who is prone to destroying hecklers it's one of your strong suits this season with like 4,000 fans in every stadium, heckling is somehow louder and clearer than ever before. So do you have any advice for major league baseball stars if they want to destroy hecklers in these now semi-empty stadiums? Well, I mean, the, the best way to do it for them is to perform, which really that is how I destroy hecklers. They're trying to get me, they're trying to get one over on me and the way to win is to be funnier than them. So the way to win is to hit one out of the park, strike a guy out, you know, obviously depending on your position. Um, in terms of saying something back, I, I do not recommend for most of the guys to get into a battle of wits. It's, it's not, that's not your strong point. <laughs> yeah. um, I, think the, I think the best way to deal with Aglos is on the field. Sad advice, of course. Steve Hopsetter, thanks so much for joining me and uh, best of luck to your Mets moving forward. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. And as we say in Queens, LFGM. LFGM indeed. Thank you. Steve Hofstetter. Make sure to catch him as he tours this year and online at the Nowhere Comedy Club doing all sorts of great stuff from the safety of the internet where J.D. Davis's defense can't get him. 
And now, my final flame. We've all enjoyed the 2020-21 NBA season. A welcome respite from the humdrum world where every day I wake up and have to take my son Gunther to archery practice. But now I'm hearing the NBA is considering keeping the play-in tournament that steals a postseason berth from two hard-working 7-8 seeds. Why? The NBA regular season may be entertainment for us, but it's 82 games of grueling work for the players except Dwight Howard. Now an entire season could come down to one rebound, one missed shot, or one wet spot on the floor that a rag boy forgot to dry. Shame on you, rag boy in my hypothetical. Something smells funny here to me. Add in NBA Commissioner Adam Silver's comments on gambling this week, and it seems like he saw another opportunity for betting revenue and put the cart before the horse. Then bet on that cart to beat the horse in some sort of cart versus horse race. Where's the finish line? Nobody told me. The horse gets water when it's thirsty, but how do you fuel the cart? It's all wood and just rolls. This is out of order. Perhaps I'm just angry with the way the sporting world is trending, where people would rather create an entertainment product than a battle of strength. Or perhaps it's because I still have $300,000 tied up in Top Shot. Not because I bought any moments, but because someone told me it was a bank. Someone who I'm now pretty sure I dreamed. Irregardless, the NBA is going to be getting an earful from paying customers like me who will never accept the 10-seeded Washington Wizards in the playoffs, no matter what Gunther's archery teacher Gilbert Arenas has to say about it. My thanks to Thomas Whittington and Steve Hofstetter. See you next Thursday. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.